This is Get a Load of This Podcast, where we cover topics for truckers and entrepreneurs alike. Our guests are coming straight from the trucking industry and industries that directly influence and impact the truckers and trucking companies. We want to bring tremendous value to today's leaders and entrepreneurs and our future of the trucking industry. The common passion amongst our hosts and our guests is one thing. It's you. It's you, the people that make this country move, the trucking industry. Enough with the introductions. Let's get this load on the road. We are your hosts, Thomas, Cameron, and Ryan. Let's get rolling. All right, everybody. We're here with Get a Load of This Trucking Podcast, where we want to bring value to the trucking industry, trucking fleet owners, owner operators, truck drivers, aspiring business owners, and really anyone that's surrounding the trucking industry that we can bring value to and insight to. Um, I want to introduce myself. My name is Cameron Pesci. I'm one of the founders of the podcast, also an owner of Valley Trucking Insurance. And I've got with us today, we've got Thomas. Thomas, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, Thomas Comstock, uh, insurance agent within the trucking industry and specialize in taking care of my clients as best as possible and hoping that this can bring some value to both me as an educational piece as well as some insight to our clients and other people out there in the world to make their businesses better. Love it. And then Ryan? Yeah, I'm Ryan Young, also an insurance producer with Valley Trucking Insurance. Uh, I guess founder of this podcast as well. It's the first day. We're just really hoping that we can hit this off right and provide a lot of value to anybody listening and especially, obviously, the trucking industry. But I imagine it'll bleed out into other areas of life as well. So, No, I love it. And I'm super excited for our guest today. We've got Kyle Janke on the line with us, and I'll give a second for Kyle to introduce himself. But prior to doing that, we always want to start with a little lighthearted question. Um, since we obviously are surrounding and focused with truckers or logging company, I know you're up in the Northwest, so you get a variation of um, big rig folks. What would your CB handle be if you were on the road, Kyle? My CB handle? <laughs> <laughs> The pressure's on. I have no idea, to be honest with you. So I'll, I'll let you guys choose that for me. So <laughs> um, I don't know if you want us to. Okay, do maybe that. maybe yeah, by the end of the that's a good idea. We'll we'll loop back by the end of the podcast with. Uh, with a different one. So, uh, okay, let, let's jump into another question that'll be, uh, I guess, just as valuable. If you were on the road, and I guess really with what you do, what's your go-to music? You know, I, to be honest, my go-to music is country music. Uh, to be honest, that, that's just, I was born in the country, I was raised in the country, so that's my, that's my go-to music. So. Nice, some Hank, being old a, school, or are you going new? George Strait, George Strait is, my, uh, is my man, so I'm going to stick with that. So Okay, there yeah. we go. Well, maybe we'll come back with a CB handle that has to do with country and <laughs> something by the end of the podcast. So, um, how about this? How about this? Uh, check yes or no. There we go. How about that? Check yes yeah. or no. There you go. <laughs> that, that might get a lot of action at the truck stops. We'll see. <laughs> we'll figure out how that goes. Um, so, I'm excited to have Kyle on. Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, what got you to where you're at, what you do, and kind of your start. We'll turn it over to yeah, you for a minute. No. So, um, I'm Kyle Janke. I'm the senior business banker for uh, P1FCU. Uh, that's Potlatch uh, Financial Credit Union. Uh, we kind of serviced uh, the whole state of Washington, um, basically the whole state of Idaho, and then uh, eight counties uh, in Oregon. So, 
Uh, we just emerged with another credit union. Uh, so now we're going to be servicing more of the southern Idaho uh, area, so like Boise, uh, that map of that area. Uh, so we, we merged with uh, Jim. Uh, financial credit union. Uh, they're a very small credit union down south of us here in uh, North Idaho. So my background a little bit is I've been in banking for 12 years. I, I mean, kind of started working my way towards, uh, you know, as a teller and then worked my way through management, kind of through that whole corporate ladder. And to be honest with you, I kind of got tired of working for the big corporate banks. And I really wanted to go towards a more of a community uh, aspect or community bank aspect. So that's I started my adventure with the community side with INB, and then of course they got bought out by First Interstate. So then I shift gears. I wanted to go to more of a credit union where I really I could service these our members, you know, to make sure that we're putting in them in a great financial uh, uh, background picture to really help them succeed financially, but also to making sure the business is succeeding financially as well, because that's really huge for me is making sure that business is performing well. So when they do come back to me for other loans or other ventures that we're able to help them out and have that overall picture of how that business is performing. So that's kind of my background. Uh, I, I got out of retail uh, and then went into more of the, the business uh, side a couple of years ago. And, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not going to go back to retail. It's all business. It's all business related. Uh, that's all I'm going to be doing. And I really um, enjoy when I, when I when I came to P1FCU, I didn't know really what their niche was. Um, and their niche is loggers, farmers, uh, truck drivers, uh, big equipment, uh, even commercial, of course. But uh, they really like those mom and pop shops. They really like those people that are hard-nosed workers that are on the ground working hard. Uh, and I really enjoy that because that's my background. My dad, you know, raised me by himself. And uh, you know, he worked from basically sun up to sundown and had a ranch, but also went in town and worked too, you know, so uh, I, I really enjoy uh, working with those type of uh, business clients so, or those business members. So That's great. So you got the hard work ethic from the background and upbringing. Now, I know um, banking and finance obviously is education heavy, at least early on. Uh, you went to Eastern Oregon University, correct? And actually, you, if I recall, um, started playing basketball, average double digits as a post, correct? I, that is correct. That is correct. I don't know why you're bringing oh, up old memories. You know, I love it though, but uh, takes me back to the good old days, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and you got a major in finance, or what did you specialize yeah, so in? I, I got, so basically, my degree is uh, a, a bachelor's degree in business administration and finance, and then I have actually have a minor in uh, physical education. So. Okay. Uh, if, if, if the banking world didn't work out to me, I can go back to be, you know, uh, maybe look at being a PE teacher and a basketball coach or a, or a baseball coach if it doesn't pan out, I guess. There we go. And I imagine it translates well to working with your clients because you can help educate, walk them through pitfalls, provide value in a way that potentially other folks couldn't. Um, and obviously, we all know working in the industries that we are in and as a business owner, how important banking and finance and the relationship side of things with your banking or bank or credit union or financial institution is. So, uh, man, that's awesome. That's cool. Ryan, do you have anything to chime in here on that? Yeah, actually, I have, I have kind of an interesting question. So obviously being in the financial side of things and then having a background in sports and physical education, are there any skills that you would say have like transferred from that background that you think have been valuable in what you're doing? And I mean, I guess providing value to people as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the big one is uh, communication. I think that's huge. 
uh, making sure that you're communicating uh, with with your or with our member. We call them members here at the credit union. So making sure you're really communicating with them of what that process uh, looks like. You know, why are we asking these questions? Why are we collecting this information? You know, giving them you know the resources to to fall back on if they need to. So I think a it's it's communication. B uh, it's working together. You know, um, it's it's not just a one way street. You know, uh, I I. I need to work with them and they need to work with me, right? To really come together to, to, to make this loan work and to make this relationship work, you know, and cultivate it within. within. Um, you know, the other one, I, I think it, it kind of goes back to, to work ethic, right? Um, you know, getting out there and, you know, I mean, I guess my question, my thing would be is driving that business in, right? It's not gonna come to me, I have to go get it, right? Um, so it, it, there's that piece. Uh, but I, I think too the, the the two main one with with the schooling, but also the the basketball background. I think uh, honesty, communication, and teamwork are, are the big ones that relate to uh, to what I do and, and how I help my uh, members succeed financially. Excellent, excellent. Now, who's your uh, who's your favorite ball player of all time? Mine. Yeah. Oh my! So you know, I grew up a supersonic fan. So oh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Death of Shrimp fan. To be honest with you, a Gary Payton yeah. guy. Um, but uh, you know, to be honest with you, what, uh, I'm I'm only thirty, what thirty six. But uh, uh, watching clips of Larry Bird, I think you know, and, and watching him play and just who he was uh, as a player, um, I think Larry Bird probably is one of my. I, I, I got top five, but uh, but, yeah. I also can't, but I also can't count out uh, John Stockton. You know, he's a local kid. You know, from Spokane, so I can't. I can't the warehouse count out as well. So you know, it's kind of funny that you bring up John Stockton and Larry Bird because everybody yeah. loved them as basketball players, but they were like hard nosed, aggressive, not really the friendliest guys on the court. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Did, Is there did, any sort of comparison on the court? Our business off the court, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get shit, get shit done. <laughs> okay, so I had a, a follow-up question about um, your comment about working with commercial only. Um, I'm in the same boat. I used to work retail stuff, and I made the transition to commercial um, exclusively as well. My question basically is, what was your reasoning behind making that transition, and what do you find so much more appealing with the commercial aspect of the business rather than the retail? Yeah, you know... To be honest with you, on the retail side, I, I, you know, I got to the point where I was, and don't get me wrong, I was babysitting people's personal issues, and I was actually taking care of my branch and, and, and the and the members that were servicing. So uh, there, there was that. But I think uh, uh, the type of person that I am, uh, that I'm a go getter, um, how I can, how I can speak to to my business members, um, how I can relate to them. I think that just spoke volume to me and why I want to transition out of retail and get into the, the commercial uh, realm of things. And so that, that's the reason, main reason why, A, I just got tired of babysitting people, to be honest with you. And, and then and then B, just uh, how I spoke and how I operated and how I uh, took care of my business members, even though I was a retail on the retail side, I, I took more care of them than I did on the retail side of the, the consumer side. So that's why I want to transition over to the commercial because of those two reasons. 
And I'm guessing in the realm that you're at, especially location wise, uh, with lack of cell service in certain areas and whatnot, you're showing up on site or you're going to them. I'm guessing wearing work boots, not a tie, yeah. not a suit and tie. You know what I mean? And, and willing to get your hands dirty and visit yeah. with them on their level. Um, is that true? A lot of face to face interaction? I mean, 100%. You know, I, I, uh, I'm one of those guys where um, I'm going to check into my businesses probably six months or maybe three to six months. Uh, each each time, and the reason why, because our financial picture changes so often, I want to make sure that they understand that I'm going to be there for them. So if something does change, they can reach out to me, or knowing that I'm going to be uh, be there to help them out. So uh, I mean, shoot, I was up in Tenasket, uh, uh about a month ago in Tenasket, Washington, on a ranch farm. He has uh, 500 head of cattle, and I was in there with my boots and you know with with horse manure. Uh, you know, talking to the business owner about, you know, how we can help them streamline their business and how to help them with, uh, you know, bring that relationship over and, and what goes involved or what what's involved with moving a whole relationship over to uh, P1FC. Yeah, I'd love for you to touch a little bit more on the relationship aspect, especially coming out of something like a pandemic such as COVID with all the pitfalls and the regulations and um, you got stimulus stuff. You got a lot of business shutting down and closing doors. Fortunately, we're surrounded by a great industry which kept America moving during the pandemic. In fact, I think in a lot of ways and aspects that trucking picked up, um, the appreciation most definitely for truckers, farming, ranching, all those maybe unappreciated industries really shine through. Um, but walk us through pretty much the the value of having that advisor such as yourself in the relationship um, when either starting out on your uh, journey with finances and getting lending and approval um, to an established person. You know, it kind of goes, kind of goes back to what I, I talked about previously with the and, and working together uh, is you know really sitting down with them. Uh, I, I like to ask them, you know, what's important to you? Uh, you know, what are you getting currently at your financial institution? What aren't you getting? You know, and then and then what I like to do then is once I ask a lot of like the open-ended questions and getting to know the that person, but also on the business side of things, uh, then I can actually tailor our products and services. Uh, to them and list it out on, on basically on a sheet or a piece of paper of what type of accounts we have, this is what you're going to be getting, this is the type of loans I would recommend doing based on our conversation. So really just kind of, I mean, I mean, the first probably hour sitting down with me is going to be just asking financial questions, you know, getting their overall picture, kind of like when they go to a financial advisor, right? I mean, we got to get this whole picture before we just can put them into a product because most places where you go to, they already know yeah, we're going to open up a checking account, we're going to open up a savings account, we're going to do a credit card, yada, 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 yada. But that maybe doesn't really tailor to what their needs are. Their maybe needs could be not a credit card, but a business line of credit, or maybe it's a refinance on their Kenwood truck, right? Or their trailer or something like that, right? To lower their interest rate, to lower their payments, right? Because maybe uh, six months ago, they had a couple things come up on their house that they need to repair, you know? And so maybe. So really just uh, really understanding that financial picture of what they want, what they need, and then having me then apply, apply our products and services to help them financially. So there's that. That's for more of a, a, a new, but also that is for existing uh, uh, businesses and members as well. You know, So those two really are Tam and Cam uh, asking those questions, opening questions, getting to know them financially, getting to know their, uh, uh, their picture you know, of where they're at financially as well. 
then we can tailor those products and services uh, to what their needs are, not what my needs are. So, Yeah, awesome. And I think with your background too, um, you know, on more of a corporate level and then transitioning to more of that credit union focus, I think you would most likely bring a lot of skill set from all those um, past experiences that you can lean on and draw upon. Now, if someone doesn't have a business plan, let's say they're not super savvy, they're new to the realm, let's say they were a company guy, bought a truck, um, or we're looking at buying a truck, that's where this process comes in heavily, right? And if they don't have a business plan, what do you do with them? You know, um, really kind of outline kind of what our, you know, because every you're gonna, every financial, every bank credit is a little different, right? Some offer startup businesses, some don't, you know, one P1FC, I'll be honest with you, we don't have a program just yet that offers uh, startup businesses uh, for, uh, you know, for basically startup businesses, right? We are working towards that. We are working towards a 7A program, an SBA 7A program for that. But as of right now, we don't have that. So really what I do in that instance, I kind of just uh, guide them, tell them the reasons why we don't have the program. And then we, we actually sit down and we actually put a business plan together. So actually then when they can take it to a financial institution that has it, so they can actually see then where, you know, uh, what they're going to be doing, you know, what that business plan looks like, because then they can submit that, and that's going to help them out uh, tremendously to, to be able to get approved for a loan, uh, either now or maybe you know within a year or, or less. So, man, I think that's amazing, and I think it's something that can get lost in today's world, where you're going to bring value regardless if this person's a client right, right now, maybe future, but you just want to help them, right? Gen- yep. You know, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. huge. And I, uh, I was just going to feed off what Cam was saying as well, but I think I find in our industry that we come across a lot of people who don't exactly know what they want or don't really have a plan and really, I mean, maybe find it overwhelming. You know, I don't, I don't try to pry too much into their emotional <laughs> mindset right. at the time, but uh, <clears throat> I guess kind of maybe go into detail on how your experience with that when you find people who don't necessarily have a plan or don't know what they're doing what you can kind of offer them to go forward i mean obviously especially in the trucking industry since that's what we're catering to but i guess with all our clients no so it really so when i have a, a, a business that comes in and doesn't really have a business plan doesn't have no what to expect um, it kind of goes back to what i previously said when it's asking those those questions, getting to uh, when I when I say open open ended questions, that's actually getting to the nitty gritty of what they're trying to accomplish. Not 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 now, but a year from now, or two years from now, or three years from now, right? And so it really starts by just asking those questions. You know, what is your financial plan in three years? What is your plan in five years? You know, how do you what where do you see your business growing? You know, how are you going to get there, right? So really putting them on this path to get them to what their long-term goal is, right? So it starts with a short-term goal, you know, okay, what, what's your short-term goal? What, what does that look like to you? Well, this is what it's going to look like to me. Okay, so let's start there. And then let's work our way to a year one and then our year two. As you know, most places, the first two years, they struggle in business, right? And a lot of times, if they don't hit that two-year mark, they either are shutting doors down, right? So getting them to that two-year mark. Okay. Really show them what they need to do to have they accomplish, right? Um, and then after that two-year mark is, is when they're kind of going to be up, off and running, and then they really don't need my 
you know, my advice or my help until there's maybe a loan opportunity or, or something down the road, right? So I really, I really focus on the first two years of startup businesses because it's really important to them because as, as we know in our industry, the first years are really important to, uh, to them to make sure they are um, longevity, I guess, I guess I would say is more longevity than after that two-year mark. So it's really just sitting down with them, putting a plan together, uh, a business plan together um, from a, a checking in a, in, a, in a deposit standpoint. And then working on on their maybe maybe it's credit right. What, what do you need to do to help with their credit to, to really uh, 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 get that approved right? So it's hard to explain without being on a piece of paper, but it's really just sitting down with our our, our members and putting a business plan together and outlining things that they need to do for the first two years and then being a business. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear really because obviously everybody's situation is different. So I think that's right. a pretty good answer, honestly. And. You know, I mean, do you ever get any pushback with some of these questions, especially when you get into the more personal? You know, I know sometimes people hate talking about credit. People might feel like you're asking them too many invasive questions about their business plan. What you know, you- yeah, you know, I, I, there is pushback. There's always going to be some pushback. But, you know, I always, before I even get started, you know, I, I kind of have my introductory, you know, my introductory you know, phrase I say is, you know, me as your business banker, uh, my job is really to help you personally, but also financially. So I'm going to ask you some in-depth questions that maybe might touch, you know, your heart a little bit, or, or it's maybe invasive, but that's how we understand your financial picture better. So, and then, and then I kind of lead into more. That's why it's working as a team. This is a, this is a me and you, right? It's not just me. It's not just you. This is working together as a team. So there is some pushback and like, why are you asking that question? You know, why do you need to know that, you know, kind of thing. But I just go back to, well, the reason why I'm asking that question is to get to know you a little more, but also to help you understand, you know, where you're at financially, but also your 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 your, your business plan too, right? Because we got to remember, we got we got to always touch, uh, always touch, uh, go back to um, what your long-term goal is, right? Well, if we know this is your long-term goal, then we got to work backwards, right? So let's, let's, let's work together. So that's kind of how, how I overcome uh, those objections and uh, that pushback, I guess. So. And I think uh, Kyle unpacked a few golden nuggets in there for our listeners. I kind of wanted to highlight, there was a couple things that spoke to me, Ryan and Thomas as producers now who have known me for many years and worked with me. One of the big things we obviously work through and as any entrepreneur, business owner, really in general is goal setting, I think is huge. Road mapping your path, your, your map to success and what that looks like. The other thing, which I really love that you touched on is why those are why you're asking these questions to uncover and maybe get on some of the tougher questions that they're going to do is why are you doing this why are you in business why are you aspiring to be a business owner or fleet manager or grow into a fleet you know what is your reason for being because it can't just be financially motivated right right Right. Uh, otherwise, you don't get up at the you know morning and feel good about that. It's kind of like sports. I, I think that would transfer out of sports. You know, why do you work out? Why do you practice? Why do you play so hard? Unless you're Allen Iverson. Yeah, we don't we don't practice. So I think that's great. I, I would love to hear a little bit more about you too as a person. Uh, I know that you're a father. 
Yep. You got a dad. Um, what are some of the hobbies you like to do? What does outside of the work look like to you? I know you recently had made a comment to me and I need to get back. You had asked about a camping spot that we went to, which was up at Beaver Creek at Gillette Lake. And yes, yeah, Lake. It, yeah. it actually was up there. And yeah. Ryan, it's one of his favorite spots. And I absolutely loved it. We took our girls up there. We don't get out as much as I hate to admit, but we went huckleberry picking with the girls, fishing with them, caught a fish, paddleboarding, kayaking. You know, they rode bikes they were so dirty <laughs> like just just a just a yeah. it was so amazing so tell me tell us a little bit about hobbies and you as a person yeah so i yeah i'm a father of three uh married my beautiful wife molly actually uh we've uh we've known each other since we're 12 years old so uh we grew up to middle school together high school together just uh we just stay connected of course uh always you know i've always i guess always loved her, you know, even though I didn't tell her until probably when I married her, but, uh, but I've always uh, had an attraction towards her and she's, you know, she is the love of my life. So I'll give her that. She puts up with a lot of crap with me. That's for sure. You know, so, that's uh, awesome. You know, yeah. So my hobby is really, uh, you know, I still play competitive basketball. You know, I still go down to the warehouse there, right, right across the street from Gonzaga there. I uh, play with a lot of the old uh, GU guys, Whitworth guys, Eastern guys. You know, so I still try to play competitive basketball. I still, you know, I still play. Uh, you know, how would I put this? Old man league. You know, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. city ball. You know, um, and, and so that, that's one that, that keeps me in shape. And I also shows my boys that I'm still actively playing basketball and I still play sports, even though I'm you know 36 years old and they're eight and six and two. You know, but uh, there's that. But I. I'm very passionate about uh, camping. I love being outdoors. Uh, I've always been outdoors my whole life. Uh, I do a lot of hunting and fishing. Um, so I go up to Alaska uh, every other year. Because, uh, my, my, my parents have property up in Alaska. So I do nice. a lot of halibut and salmon fishing up there. Uh, and then around here, you know, I do a lot of hunting uh, for elk and mule deer and uh, whitetail. Uh, I haven't got into like water fowl or anything like that or, or bird or up, up game or like that uh, but i strictly towards uh, uh big uh, big animals um yeah it, it kind of goes back to you know we, we go up to beaver lodge probably four times a year um oh right on yeah yeah i love that it's just beautiful up there it's a lot of hiking trails a lot of uh you know like you said uh huckleberry picking and stuff like that and, and you know uh, my kids get to be kids right so uh, I, I want them to enjoy the things that I got to enjoy as a kid, and that's being outdoors and not being stuck by a computer or a cell phone or TV or anything like that. Because I think that's good for the heart, and that's good for our soul, that's good for our, our, our mental, you know, stability. Uh, especially this whole pandemic that was going on for this year and a half, still going on. Uh, I think it's really important that we're spending that quality time with our kids and our, and our loved ones instead of uh, you know sitting at a computer or our cell phones like that so there's that um you know I, i'm not into like the you know uh, fixing up cars or anything like that so really my hobbies are just outdoors hunting fishing and then uh uh you know spending time with my family is my hobby. and of course you know playing basketball i can or you know old man softball too right slow pitch you know, <laughs> doing, uh, you know beer league they call it right you know so yeah uh, Try not to pull a hamstring yeah. from plate to first. <laughs> well, those are my hobbies. That's the stuff I enjoy. You know, I'm very passionate about it. So, yeah. So, 
Man, I love it. I think you're probably speaking a lot of truckers language too with the outdoors. And, you know, one of the cool things that they get to do and unique is they travel to so many different places and beautiful spots where they can stop, take it in and really enjoy what our country has to offer. And then there's nothing like them. Obviously, when they are home, I'm guessing they're present with their children. And if you're not, you really need to be and really value that time to remember, you know, why they are doing that. So, uh, Ryan, you love Beaver Creek Lodge, right? Oh yeah, Beaver Lodge is my favorite. I've been going there since I was like four years old. So um, I've been going there since I was a little kid as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, my favorite thing about it though now is no cell phone service. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like it's just like to be able to not have to use your phone and not even be distracted by it because it's not possible is just invaluable at this point in my life because i'm pretty sure my phone rings about 50 times a day at least yeah. so we're, all, we're all just packing around cbs using our, yeah. hand, our, our check yes or no handle and it's like talk, <laughs> talking to each other in the cabins and shit <laughs> oh that's so funny that's awesome um you know i'd love let's keep in mind the listeners and stuff like that what's a Maybe just one piece of advice you'd give someone when it comes to relation as their business and finances and lending. I think obviously with the market that we're in with equipment finance and stuff, that's probably a huge emphasis of a lot of these truckers, correct? Um, you know, what's some advice that you'd give them? Um, what does it look like in today's landscape? What's on the horizon? What do you see coming down the pipe, especially with lower interest rates? And, and what does that look like in your world? Yeah, you know, uh, the nice thing about credit unions is we have margins that uh, we can uh, work with when it comes to our borrowers. So we're not set on, you know, most banks are, you know, they're set, this is what the rate is, this is what the term is, and that's what you get, right? Uh, with the credit unions, so uh, the, the, the beauty about the credit unions is we're a not-for-profit organization. Uh, so what that means is, yes, we don't pay taxes on our property. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the, the taxes that we don't pay, that actually goes back to the members uh, for uh, interest rate-wise on any type of loans, right? Uh, deposit uh, rates, so your dividends that you earn on your deposits, right? From CDs, from your checking accounts and things like that. Uh, and they also works that we have those margins that we can actually work with. So um, I would always encourage borrowers to really look at the life of the loan, right? So how much interest are you going to be paying for the life of the loan, right? So always look at that. That's really key to look at that. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, and where we're at um, is, we're, of course, we're going to see inflation, right? I, I just know it's going to happen. Uh, we can't sustain this. So I, I would assume in probably, I don't know, probably a year from now or a year and a half from now, you're probably going to see rates kind of climb back up to where they were uh, post uh, um, uh, the pandemic. Uh, and so I, I would say commercial loans wise, you're probably going to be most up probably five and a quarter. Um, and then auto loans from equipment loans from auto loans for businesses, you know, they're probably going to be uh, high fours again, so mostly somewhere around there. So I would encourage right now, if you're looking at wanting to refinance any pieces of equipment that you have and you're paying a higher interest rate, refinance now uh, because you're going to save your money long-term wise, interest wise. Um, so don't wait. That's why I, I would encourage people right now. Don't wait thinking that this is going to sustain itself for a long time. It's not going to. We're going to see inflation. We are seeing, we're, we're already starting to see rates increase a little bit on the commercial side, which then means it tells me that on the auto loan side or equipment loan side of things with P1FCU, that's going to increase a little bit as well. 
Um, so don't wait if you're paying a higher interest rate. Refinance now. I'm telling people right now, because the time is now to refinance to lower your payment, lower your interest that you're paying on any type of equipment loan that you have. And use a credit union. Particularly <laughs> okay, and use a credit union. That's right. <laughs> okay. Follow-up question to that. Um, so you're giving some advice on the, the equipment and some finance stuff. What are some of the other biggest pitfalls that you see some new business owners come across when you're talking about those business plans that you could advise that you know they could take a take a moment to address before they go into a bank to help you know increase their uh, potential for funding and success you know I, I think one of them um is looking at their cash flow uh, you know especially if it's well if it's a brand new business uh and again i've already said this we don't have any type of startup loan programs here at p1fcu I, I would encourage them to look at the sba side of things so they have the sba 504 program the sba 7a program there's that um so or um they, and I'm going to throw a shout out here, you know, uh, Mountain West is a great, uh, a great bank to go to uh, uh, for for that. So there's always, a, uh, and I know of quite a few people that work for Mountain West, so there's that. Um, but uh, I, I think for existing uh, businesses that have been in business for at least a minimum of two years, um, I think uh, a looking at cash flow is a big one. Uh, B, I think a lot of people don't understand is their credit. Um, that is that is huge, um, and um, all, people don't understand how important credit is uh, and where their rates are going to come from. But I think on the business plan uh, piece is the bio. Um, a lot of people don't put a lot of effort into that bio. What that bio is is more. It outlines to me and to our underwriters of who you are, how you're operating, and what are you trying to accomplish. And so I, I see in business plans, the bio is like, like this, but then their expectation is like this, right? That bio should really, really explain to us what your business is, what you're trying to accomplish, how you're going to accomplish it, right? But so then we know that longevity is going to be really, you know, the longevity of your business is going to be uh, there, not just a short-term type of uh, business. So uh, again, that'd be your, uh, the business bio, really, uh, where I would spend most of my time at. So, uh, what does the percent of down pay look like for equipment with an established company that's with working with you? And then do you loan against the equipment as the collateral and value, or you're taking all this into account as the underwriting portion and you'll loan, I guess in theory, you'll loan above what the value of the equipment is. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, when it comes to our lending uh, piece, uh, so any brand new equipment, uh, we can actually loan up to 100% of whatever that whatever that MSRP or that value is of that piece of equipment. On used equipment, um, we can uh, finance up to 80% of that. Um, and typically what okay. we do is if there is a, a multiple of uh, pieces of equipment that we're going to be using, we actually have an appraiser that's been in the industry for uh for equipment that is not commercial or like for property, but this is strictly equipment. Um, he's down in Lewiston and uh, he's been doing it for 25 years. Um, and so we actually will then, what we get, what we would get would be the, either the VIN numbers or the serial numbers, would make model, things like that. And then we have, that gives us a value, right? Um, and then we either can go off the auction value. So what would it go at auction? or we can go at what that market value is. So it really depends on, again, the guy goes back to borrow, right? What their, you know, what their credit score is, you know, how are they managing their, their business? Yeah, all that thing goes into that. So um, we can go up to, so yes, 80% so for uh, used equipment, 100% for new equipment. 
Okay, and what's the down payment percent look like or the range look like? Uh, are you talking about five, five, like five percent down, ten percent down as far as cash to get into equipment? No, so that, so they would have to require to put twenty percent down on used equipment, okay. and then and then the uh, brand new equipment we can finance one hundred percent. Now, with that though, they still have to pay sales tax and things like that, you know. Uh, but tax uh, title, license, yeah, exactly. all the, the plates and all that. that. So, it, that, so it's similar to an auto loan. I see this question asked time and time again in different groups that I'm involved in. Is you know how much cash do I need to get into a truck or? You know that kind of stuff. That's kind of why I was just inquiring on that. So really, it's just loan to value percent. You're making up the difference. Use twenty percent plus tax title, interest. You know all that kind of stuff. So, man, that's I, awesome. I was thinking of something. Hopefully, you can kind of break this down. I run into a lot of people. I mean, I feel like not everybody in our country has been financially educated on credit. And maybe I was hoping because you, I'm sure you have a really good understanding of it. If you could kind of provide an understanding of how credit is used in the rating process and then kind of important aspects to pay attention to, maybe a good credit score that would like meet minimum requirements or average for to get you in the door, you know, just kind of explain. I know it's a, a little open ended, but I right. think that it'd be really helpful for a lot of people. You know, I don't think there's not a... There, I, I'm still, I'm 36, I've been in the industry 12 years, I'm still understanding how credit works, but because there's no other, you know, there, there's nothing that says that you do this, this is going to be right. it, you know, um, but I, I think, um, pay attention to is, um, you know, the, the, you know, there's a lot of people say don't do the 80-20 rule, and, and what I mean by that, don't use more than 20% of your credit cards out there, right, of your balances and things like that, keep at least 80%. I like that rule because, that tells me that you're responsible. You're not going to rack up a bunch of debt, you know, and you're going to have a hard time paying that off. So I always use that 80-20 rule uh, when it comes to, you know, having those financial conversations with a lot of borrowers. Um, you know, at least having, um, uh, you know, an open line is really important, uh, really, because that is going to be your uh, longevity. How long have you had credit history, right? Because a lot of people don't close their open lines of credits down. They keep them open. Um, and, and so, you know, um, making sure that you really have one or two of those that are open and don't have more than 20% of that balance out there, right? Uh, another one, of course, is uh, an auto loan. You know, making sure that they have a, a, an auto loan on their, on their credit report, right? Because that's a fixed rate, fixed term. Um, and then the other one is, uh, and I, I know a lot of people don't have this, but a lot of people want to rent. Well, right now, it's, I mean, I wouldn't be buying right now, but that's just me. But, you know, having some type of mortgage or some type of uh, bigger loan on your credit report, because what that tells us then is, again, that um, you're going to be making that payment, right? You're, you're going to be, you know, paying that on time because that's where you live. That's where you operate out of and things like that. So I try to have people have at least two, two open lines on their credit report, one uh, fixed rate term on there, and then one long-term loan, which would be more of a real estate uh option on there. Um, and then it kind of goes back to that 80-20 rule on, on those open lines. Don't carry more than 20% of your balances on your credit cards because, again, uh, then we know that you're going to pay those off each month. Um, if you start going over that 50% rule, that's going to affect your credit negatively, um, and which is, we don't like to see that. Uh, because a lot of times with people that have more than 50% of their credit cards uh, debt or even lines of credits or whatever it is, um, they're usually coming back to me every year or every two years to do a debt consolidation loan 
to pay those off, right? right. Um, um, and then, uh, and then at that point, they're they're getting tired of it, and they're closing those uh, open lines down, which then affects your credit in a negative way because then there goes your history um, of your longevity of how your your credit history. So uh, there's that. And then uh, we have on the business side of things, uh, we have a minimum credit score at 640 or better. That's our that's our threshold. That's our minimum at 640. Um, we can work with uh, we can work with that. So that's that's the minimum. And I think even on the retail side, it's like five ninety. So oh wow, yeah, yeah. But I'm guessing with COVID and the pandemic too, you're going to start to see some scores dip. Unfortunately, because it impacted a lot of business and a lot of communities. And a lot of people uh, had to rely on the the those open the, lines and and and, and rack yeah. up their their balances and things like that. So yes. Yeah, but I'm sure, well, and hopefully they're all working to pay those down and have a game plan and goals to meet meet those benchmarks and, and whatnot. So now, do you help some of your folks or, or do you guys have a product that will allow for business to business um, acquisition, merger acquisition type scenarios? Let's say a ranch would acquire another ranch or a trucking company or a construction company is going to look at acquiring another company? Yeah, we do. Uh, so I'm actually working on a deal right now. It's a trucking company up in uh, uh, Cheney Logging up in Bonners Ferry, Idaho there. So he's cool. looking at wanting to uh, purchase another logging outfit, all of his equipment, his uh, accounts receivables and things like that. Um, so we're working with uh, a gentleman right now uh, for that, which I, I am, and that is. So, uh, yes, we do do that. Awesome. Because that's something to aspire to, and I'm guessing could potentially be on the roadmap, especially of a fleet or up-and-coming fleet or entrepreneur that just happens to own a trucking company and got into this arena. We see it quite a bit. You know, people are retiring. Um, I'm not sure what the average age of truck driver is, but I'm guessing mid-50s at this time. And so you're starting to probably see a lot of retirement options come through the pipeline. So that's awesome. The nice, uh, thing, uh, yeah, go the nice thing is, especially in Idaho, uh, we have uh, some uh, programs out there like uh, uh, it's uh, Idaho Idaho Collateral Program, where um, it uh, requires them to put less uh, uh, less money down to purchase that that business. Uh, so there's that out there. Uh, Washington, as of uh, as of I know right now, does not have a program like that. They typically would have to go through the SBA side of things. Okay. Uh, for that, uh, but I know with Idaho, uh, there's a couple programs they have to where we can actually eliminate, not eliminate, but lessen their down payment to purchase that that business or that fleet or whatever it is. So, awesome. Yeah, and I, I think you're correct on that. I'm not 100, but I believe SBA is the common um, yeah. mode here in Washington, yeah. from what yeah. I've heard or um, chatter is. from the trucking companies. So, yeah. right on, man. Um, hey, Ryan, I know you have a good question you always like to ask. Uh, what is that? Do you want to let's ask Kyle? That. All right, yeah, so um, it's, it's not that funny, I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, laughing for really, I think I think it's good to provide value, and I think that really it's a really thought invoking question. Like, if you could get one message across in general, not necessarily even business wise, if you could like broadcast one message to the world what would that be? Like, what would you like to tell people that you think would provide value to their lives? You know, I, I, you know, uh, we, we live in this world where everything's this fast paced, go, go, go. Uh, I think it's slowing time. I think to me, it's being humble, uh, being honest, and then just understanding, you know, uh, uh, stay, you know, stick to your plan. If you have a goal in mind, you're, you know, it doesn't matter business, personal, whatever, 
me, as I, I have a goal in mind, right? And, I, and, and we get we get off tracks, you know, we have different things that can get us off track, but stay the course, right? You know, if you have a plan, stay that course, you know? You're gonna get you're gonna get bumps and bruises along the way, but as long as you stay that course, I think you know you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. So my thing is this, you know, is being humble, you know, uh, sticking to who you are. Don't don't be somebody else that you're not, and, and then stay in course, you know. And that, that's my would be my message out there. Uh, I and I live to that to this day, and I'm still gonna live to that. And that that would be my message. So. And that's no doubt why you've got to the point where you're at. And I, I think Ryan Thomas and myself can all echo that is the reason we end up working with a lot of different folks from all over the country, really, but is we are authentic, we're true, we're real, we treat them how they want to be treated as a human being. And we're not, you know, we're not kissing their ass or trying to be something we're not to earn their business. At the end of the day, we're really not we genuinely care. And we deeply care about the trucking industry. And I have a lot of family members that drove truck growing up. And like, as you know, your dad owned a ranch, and uh, I think we all have backgrounds that connect deeply into that, so we're all tied in. I think you hit it on the head right there. It's, it's, it's authentic, man. I mean, people can see you when you're not. They really can. They can see you when you're trying to force something down their throat that doesn't make sense, but I think being authentic is, is key right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, so. truckers don't put up with that. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, have a, they have a radar for that. Bullshit, right? Yeah. Man, wow. that's awesome. Well, I know that, you know, obviously we're close proximity and um, we'll refer all of our clients over to you or anyone that's established that needs help. Um, how can we have people get a hold of you? Do you want to share the best method of communication and where to look you up and all that good stuff? Yeah, so you can um, so you can go to our website, p1fcu.org, uh, go into the business lending side. You'll see my information there. Uh, you can be toward the bottom. I, I, get, I haven't worked my way up to the top of the page yet, I guess, so i got to earn my stripes. But, we'll, uh, we'll help you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but I'll be towards the bottom of the page, so it has my email address there. Uh, you can always reach me on, on my cell phone. Uh, I'll, I'll just go live here. It's 509-879-5292. Again, that's 509-879-5292. Um, I can always drop off a bunch of my business cards, so you guys can have those. You can always hand those out if you want to. Um, so yeah, man. the best way, the best way to be honest, is either my cell phone or just email me directly. So perfect. Yeah. Send a message. Check yes or no. So you'll check get a bunch of yeses. Yes or no's. That's that. That's that cow. That's that cowboy Tinder. <laughs> No, no, I love it, man. This is this is great, and uh, yeah, I look forward to it. And um, thank you so much for hopping on, man. Is there anything that you want to share before jumping off here, Kyle? You know, yeah, you know, if you, if you're, you know, one, one, one thing I, I know a lot of businesses right now are hesitant. They want to see kind of where the market's going. Um, oh, it doesn't hurt to have me look at your, your loans. It doesn't hurt to look at me uh, look at your financial picture. Um, so you know, you can always, I can always get. You know, have you send me your financials? I can get you spread to see kind of where you'd be uh, rate-wise, term-wise, um, without pulling credit, of course. Uh, so we can always get that spread first. Of course, we would need a pull credit uh, to see kind of where your rate, uh, where your where your uh, credit score is at, and where your debts are at. But um, it doesn't hurt just to have me send uh, to send me your financials, to have me get them spread to see kind of where you're at uh, financially, and to see if it makes sense to refinance it or not. So. I always like encourage people right now is a great time to just look at that piece. Uh, I encourage you to look where you're at uh, rate wise and what interest you're paying long term. 
um, to see if we can shorten that and shorten your interest that you pay for that longevity of that loan. So yeah, just reach out to me if you're if you're hesitant or on the fence. Don't don't be afraid to give me a call or send me an email and just to have me check. Right, that doesn't hurt. That yeah, doesn't hurt. I'm not pulling credit. I'm just doing a, you a favor and doing you a solid favor and helping you out uh, when it comes to your your loans and things like that. So. And as a business owner, you know one of the things is is a P and L and top line profit. And if we find ways and we can identify areas where you can put more money back in your pocket right. for the things that you care about why you're running a business that's why we're here and likewise on our side you know this is podcast is driven by vti or valley trucking insurance you know we try to keep the insurance portion out of it because nobody wants to sit and listen to that Um, but we are also identifying those things as well and great partners you know such as kyle and and what you can bring as value to the industry and our clients as a whole so man we really appreciate you coming on ryan thomas anything uh last minute for you no, I just, uh, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. I think one thing that we should also broadcast to the listeners is as far as the interest rates go, definitely talk to Kyle on the commercial side, but honestly, interest rates for your house or anything, look at all Maybe. that. You can, you can lower yeah. your debt right now because the interest rates are so low. It, it is the time. I mean, I'll use uh, me as an example. So I was paying last year four and a quarter. Which is good, right? That uh, seems good. Well, good. <laughs> good. good. Uh, but I dropped. I dropped uh, uh, to two point six five. My payment went from my payment went from twenty four hundred dollars down to nineteen fifty. Wow. wow. And that's cash flow back in your that's pocket to help right. you I accomplish other things. Should we? We're still going to make our same payment. The twenty four hundred. But uh, now we're going to pay down that a lot faster, which is going to be less in interest. Uh, yeah. I want to. I want to retire at a certain age. I don't want to be paying my mortgage until uh, I'm 80 years old. So, you know, please, no. No. and that'll get you that'll get you out of the tent into a camper trailer, a little pocket. Right. Yeah, I guess I, it's not, I don't think it's really camping. I, I don't know. It's glamping. Like, glamping. <laughs> yeah, it's glamping. Hey, once you do that, man, you don't go back. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Waking up sore back, sleeping okay. your air mattress is halfway empty, well, and you're on the on the ground. Well, as you know, Cameron. I mean, I, I mean, I got three boys, and you. So we did, we we were tent camping, right? So we're yeah. packing luggage, their bags, sleeping bags. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I, can, I can use yeah. my clothes in my hands to count on, but uh, I said, you know what? We're getting a camper. I'm sorry, we're getting a trailer. Uh, I love it. Leave it in there. It's done. I can store it. Done. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, boys, I had I have two little girls. That's what I had to camp with. So me, I'm like, you know, a pair of shorts, T-shirt, fishing pole, and a gun, and, like, we're good, right? But to them, yeah, they've got suitcase, all this other kind of stuff, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought when you were camping in Cameron. I'm judging. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool, guys. Well, uh, this podcast was brought to you. It's Get a Load of This Trucking Podcast. Um, we'll put all the contact info and actually we'll share links to Kyle um, and how to get a hold of him through the website and along with the Facebook group and everything. Like, as always, if you have any questions, if there's anyone you guys want to see on the podcast as a guest, please send them in. We're open to talking to anybody anywhere in the country. As long as they're passionate about trucking and really do want to bring value and help, they're our guest. Um, and hopefully you guys found some nuggets in here. I know I got a page of notes and really good information that Kyle unpacked there. So thank you so much for sharing, man. We we really appreciate it. Oh, so, thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, everyone, get back on the road. Keep on trucking. See you guys. (laughs) See you. Take care. Go out.